find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host, Love Coach Nikki Lee. Today, we're going to be talking to Carolyn Hauser. Carolyn, it's great to have you with me today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Now, let me tell the audience a little bit about you, and then we're going to dive right in. Carolyn is a German-trained naturopathic doctor. She's a humanistic psychotherapist and family constellations facilitator. We're going to find out what that is here in a little bit. She's the author of the award-winning book, Blossom, Your Seven Steps to Sexual Healing. She is an internationally recognized speaker and teacher on the subjects of spirituality, relationships, emotional healing, and bonding-based lovemaking. We're going to find out what that is, too. She combines her knowledge about energetic healing and conscious co-creation to help couples go from feeling frustrated, stuck, and disconnected in their intimacy to feeling deeply connected, exciting, and fulfilled so that they can feel whole and fully expressed in life and are able to create honeymoon feelings that last. Her work is based on the intersection of cutting-edge intimacy advice and practically apply quantum physics and biology and shows how each individual's authentic and true self is the source of one's own good, a place of unlimited abundance, creativity, courage, and joyful existence. My goodness, that sounds like the place to be. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm thinking... Do I want to be on a place that has unlimited abundance, creativity, courage, and, and joyfulness? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. You know, I, we all we all do, but how do we get there? Is the question. Right. I'm like, hmm. Of all the places I could be, hmm. I think so. <laughs> so. Okay, now, now I saw this, you know, applied quantum physics and biology. Okay, now, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a confession. I was not good in science class, but okay, we're gonna get through this. <laughs> me, me neither. Me neither. Okay, good. Me neither. Okay, you, you've been warned. <laughs> so, I looked at that and went, okay, I'm really good with the relationship stuff. But physics, I mean, you know, science, not yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're, both, we're both love doctors. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I almost aced my, my love coach exam, but, but science, not so much. <laughs> but, okay, okay, just so, just so you know. Okay, so, so let's, let's start with, how did you get into this relationship field? This is, this is kind of a funky field. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it, but how did you get into this field? That's a really good question, and to really <laughs> honestly answer that, I ha- like it's going to probably sound a little out there, but this is the honest to God truth, and so I'm just going to share it. <laughs> I started sharing this like a few years ago, realizing that I don't have to be afraid of actually saying it in the way that so I actually do have a memory or like a, a feeling that I was up in heaven, and God came down to all of us and was like little angels on a little heavenly matter or like in a kindergarten kind of scene, and God was saying, hey, we have problems on the earth. There's many problems, but one of the problems is men and women don't get along. And there's a lot of disharmony 
and we need we need some people from up to up in heaven go down to help the people that are still down on the earth and my hand just raised itself <laughs> and that's all I remember and then I was born to my family to my mom and my dad and um, it would make sense all right when you raise your hand to help people with relationship struggles that you would be born into a somewhat somewhat dysfunctional family and that you would have to go through a lot of struggles in all kinds of <laughs> relationships to become an expert in that field at least that's how it was for me so I don't know how it was for you but um, I, I struggled a lot in relationships, let's put it that way, with myself, you know, to start with, and then also with, I, I'm, I'm straight, so mostly with men, you know, but yeah, that's, that's how I got into this. Okay, well, I was, I was around a lot of struggles, um, so I, I kind of learned by default, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, I'm, I'm so friends with most of the people that I've, I've you know, been in relationships with over the years. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't really have many relationships that, that I regret. Um, you know, so that's, I, I feel good about that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But, um, I, like I said, I've, I've seen more than my share of crappy relationships, and I know all the things that, and I learned all the things I didn't want to do, you know, but I'm um, very intuitive, which I think is very helpful in this field, but um, yeah, but I, I, I think the more, the more bad examples you're around and you realize they're bad examples, I think that's very helpful in this field, so where, whereas yeah. I think the people that were around bad examples and assume that's the way it has to be, that can be very bad. Cause, and I've, yeah. I've seen plenty of people that did that as well. So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah that's. Uh, I, I think I saw the bad examples and said, okay, that's that's how I'm not going to be, and I'm I'm going to make sure that mm-hmm. I I'm going to look out for those those issues and red flags and make sure that I don't do those things. So, yeah, I can I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I I'm from Germany originally, and I remember uh, we we have a lot of public transportation. And I remember as a mm-hmm. child being on the public transportation and just looking at the adults and they looked all so miserable. And, you know, even when they were with somebody, they were like, I was like, I'm not going to, like, if that's what it's going to be like to be with each other, I'd rather be alone than, you know, because everybody yeah. just looked like they were so miserable with each other. Yeah, yeah it's, um, yeah, or, or you see a couple together for years and years and years, and you're like, how in the world did they get together, and why are they still together? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they seem like they have nothing in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, you, you can't even picture how they ever got together in the first place, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, boy, can I relate to that one. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I understand. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, well, and and I think a big part of mine too was was learning the the self love issue and the stop judging myself mm-hmm. issue. Those were mm-hmm. big for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. the the day that that I realized I needed, well, I you know when I I got the you know as a love coach, don't judge your clients. And when it dawned on me that meant that that it was wrong to judge myself as well. That was a huge day. That was that was a very big day for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool, but um, it's a, it's a fascinating field, and I think it's well, and and how we can learn so much 
from working with clients and how much I've learned and grown through the like nine and a half years I've been doing this radio show from all of my guests, you know, so, you know, I, yeah. I hope that my guests have, have learned as much as I have through the show. Yeah. You know, I tell yeah. them, you know, if, they, if they've learned even a fraction of what I have through the show, wow. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing field. It really is. I didn't even know it existed until, um, I was actually doing promotional work for the person I ended up studying with. So, but uh, it's interesting. It is. So tell us, yeah, what, I, what kind of, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, you know, relationships, just if you're into wanting to grow, you can't grow when you're isolated. You grow through your relationships, you know, if you're willing. If you're not willing, then it's very painful. <laughs> <laughs> true, but it's, very but it's usually our relationships that push us and make us wanting to change and grow. Yeah. True, true, very definitely. Well, and and I've got this theory that we we grow in some way through every relationship, the the yeah. good and the bad relationships. You know, because yeah. we learn something about ourselves. It may be what exactly. we want or what we don't want. But we learn yes. something from every one yes. of them. Yeah, oh, wow. Sure. It, the, the question is, are we paying attention? <laughs> you know, and taking note of what yeah. we're learning. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It is. So, what what kinds of couples do you work with? I mostly work with. Well, there's three types of couples that I really work with. It's couples that have been together for a while, and they have just kind of like life has taken over and the romance has gone out the window. They might have had kids. They might have busy careers and things or all of it, elderly parents, whatever. But they're in a place where when they come home at night for for months or years now, all they do is sit on the couch, turn on the TV and watch Netflix, you know, and they're not, they're like <laughs> best friends, but they're like best friends, but like nothing's really sizzling anymore. And, They've kind of gotten into a rut, and it's not necessarily a huge problem, but they know that, you know, down the line, <clears throat> that, that this is not what they want, or that's not what they envisioned when they got together. So that's that's one. Um, I also help couples where intimacy has become difficult because of medical stuff, you know, so maybe um, he has ED or she has um, had, like, complications from childbirth or issues with menopause where your body is just all of a sudden not cooperating, you know, and it's or hormone, you know, hormonal stuff, things like that. <clears throat> um, could be after chemo or any anything like that where you do love the person, you do technically want to have sex and be intimate, but your body's just not cooperating. That's another type of couple that I help. And then I help any kind of couple that just wants um, just something deeper more fulfilling, whether they've been together for a very short amount of time, a long long amount of time, doesn't matter. But they just have a feeling that there's something um, more like something that has a more emotional connection or a deeper connection or something more spiritual to it, in a sense. Um, those are my clients as well. Okay. Interesting. I've got, I've got a uh, project that came to mind to me, came to mind after um, my cancer treatment that I want to work on when I get get a chance. Actually, I'd love to get a grant to do it. Um, 
and I'm making a list of people I want to work with. I'll, I'll send you a message about it when we're done. Sounds good. But, um, yeah. So, so I, interesting through three sets of couples, and uh, I, I understand all those, some of those more than others than, um, on a personal level. Um, so how do you help these various couples? It's really through um, a mixture out of <clears throat> helping heal underlying trauma. So my background is, like you said, in family constellations, which is really a modality that helps to heal the nervous system, helps heal past trauma, sexual trauma, ancestral trauma, um, any kind of things that we carry, either because they happened in our life or they happened in the lives of our mothers and fathers and gra- grand- grandparents. That's, that's a big part of it because oftentimes when 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 we present physical issues or even these emotional issues, um, they didn't just start now. They have like roots that are way deeper. And so part of what we do is go really back to the root cause and and heal it in a sense. That's, that mm-hmm. is one part of it. And the other part is um, years and years, like six years ago or seven years ago, I came across a body of work that... Um, basically showed us or indicated that we as human beings have two programs for lovemaking, and that's where the biology and neuroscience part comes in. Um, so we, we essentially, our body um, is wired or is um, chemically in, um, prepared or put together to have, to have two programs when it comes to lovemaking. The problem is we only know about the one that we use, which has to do with making babies. Okay. Um, this, the woman that does this research, and I, and I have been convinced now too, um, we actually believe that we, we were only having that kind of sex for having babies, and then we knew how to make love in a different way um, when we just wanted to connect and bond. And the reason why this is important is because there's a different chemical, neurochemical cascade that happens in the brain when we, when we do stay in the, in the program or in the, Kind of sex that's just that that that, that makes babies in a sense. Um, nature has made it so that we get bored with each other and that we get restless and that we find we don't find interest in each other anymore because on a biological level um, and on an evolutionary level, nature wants us to diversify and the species to survive. Nature not has not necessarily programmed us um, to be faithful and um, monogamous basically if we just stayed with that part well luckily we okay. don't just have the you know we don't just have biology we also have a more evolved part and so there's the second way of making love where those things don't happen and a different chemical biochemical cascade happens in our brain and we stay happily in love basically if we know how to do this okay or we can bring or we can bring it back we can we can bring those feelings back you know Okay, interesting. <laughs> go, go go ahead. <laughs> and um, the, oh, the me, second, me, go ahead. Before yeah. we do that, let me, let me go back and ask you a question about the other stuff you were talking about. When you were talking about yeah. the ancestors, there's something, yeah. and I'm probably wrong about this word because I've only seen it once or twice, but there's something called, I think, womology. And and somebody, um, I, 
I saw their stuff and they were talking about like things that you inherit from your mother or your grandmother. I have not heard that, that word, but it, it it would make sense. You know, there is um there is a field of study that's called epigenetics, and so it would might might fall under that. That's the study of how past trauma literally gets passed on through our DNA because it changes when 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 trauma happens, it changes us in in a neurobiological sense because all of a sudden we have different hormones and different things flowing than when we're relaxed or when our brain is relaxed. You know, and so. There is a physical imprint in our DNA that happens, first of all. Okay. And, then, and then on a soul level also, and I don't know, I cannot explain to you how this process happens. I just have been witnessing it for 24 years that I've been doing what I've been doing, that there is a way that on a soul level, this information also gets passed on like on an energetic soul level. Yeah. That, that is what it is, womology. And it's um, mm-hmm. healing the primordial memories and wounds your grandmother's daughter gave to you. Mm-hmm. I just I, I saw a book about it. I was I was flipping mm-hmm. through Amazon and had suggestions for other books, and it just it looked it looked fascinating. So I just I was just curious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds okay. very much of like part of what we do. We just don't call it that. <laughs> okay. I, I okay. I was yeah. just curious, not yeah. but not to get you yeah. off topic. Now let's go back to the other yeah. interesting thing you were talking about. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, but it, it fits in because part of um, so when when we're most happy in relationships is when we're deeply bonded. Right. Um, oxytocin oxytocin is the bonding hormone, and as a mother or as a child, if you didn't receive bonding. You know, as a mother, if you didn't receive bonding, proper bonding as a baby because your mom never had it or because of the circumstances or because there were siblings or whatever, you know, depression times or it doesn't matter what the circumstances were, um, then likely it's likely that you cannot also bond with the baby. And so when, when that didn't happen as a child, then as an adult, we're going to have a hard time also doing it with each other. Because the happiness and the stability and the harmony in adult relationships come from our ability to bond. And if that wasn't safe for us or if it wasn't safe for our ancestors, then there is healing work that needs to be done so that we can actually do that, that our brain allows us to do that and our emotions and our physiology. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay, so kind of that's I, how the you know that that's how the ancestral healing is connected to um, the the bonding and the love making and all of that you know. Okay, so the the let me make sure I got this right, and if not, correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the the bonding ability comes from our ancestors. Um, it comes from the way that we bonded with our mother, and so if our mother couldn't bond with her mother because there was some trauma, then right. you know, the, our, our ancestors, and whether they had trauma or not, that impacts our ability, how, the ability of our mother to bond with us, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Among other things, but that's one of the things that, you know, where it's impacted, where the in- ancestral trauma impacts us in our lifetime. Okay. Yeah, because I, actually I just finished working with somebody, and, and we, we were, were writing a book, and one of the... This, well, touch is, was a big element um, that we included in the book and the importance of touch 
and especially yeah. you know much early in life and yeah uh yeah okay all right so yeah this this and i've yeah. actually talked about that quite a few times on here so okay yeah and you, you you probably know about the research with the pre with the early born babies the preemies and how yeah. you know in, in yeah. europe they do a lot of skin to skin contact now and yeah yeah same principle yeah yeah, well, and I, I love how they're in some areas they they are even having um, like senior citizens come into the hospitals, into the the wards to hold the babies and that kind of thing, which is great mm. for both of them. So yeah, it's just so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes me yeah. happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's well, it's great for the the senior citizens. It's great for the babies too. So yeah, very yep. cool. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. All right, I like that. Okay, so how do we, if if this is something we're lacking in or has become a lack or something that we're, we're not developing in our relationship, I'm, I'm guessing this is the bonding-based lovemaking I've heard about. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, that. The, <laughs> yeah, so basically the, the, we have a program for procreating and we have a, a program for lovemaking that is for procreating and making babies and then we biologically and physiologically and emotionally and energetically, we also have a system within us for lovemaking that's, that is the purpose of it is, or purpose of the lovemaking would be for bonding, not for making babies. It would be for just okay. enjoyment and pleasure and not getting pregnant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different way of lovemaking. It has a different purpose, and, and it activates a different set, set of hormones and neurochemicals um, as I mentioned before, the, mostly oxytocin, which um, makes us very happy and even-keeled and stable. So for most people, you know, they, they start relationships with sexual attraction and lots of chemistry, and then they kind of over time wear themselves out because they, they do not know about how to activate the oxytocin, really. And then uh, they either are on a roller coaster emotionally or... There's lots of power struggles around, like, who wants more and who doesn't want, and why don't we want the same? And it, it kind of all goes back to um, not knowing how to activate the oxytocin and really um, have your brain be more on oxytocin than the other chemicals that are activated when you're not having sex or when you're having sex a regular way, basically. Okay. Is this beneficial for couples who have very mismatched sex drives? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, sounds like it yep. might be. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because in, in my, my experience, the mismatched sex drive comes from basically staying in the procreation-based paradigm and your body going like, Oh, I've had babies. You know, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> kind of, you know. <laughs> and, and that's usually the women, you know, and the men, and the, and not, not always, but it's usually you know, what happens to women after they have had kids, and, and, um, and that's where it starts to be a mismatch. But when, when this other way of lovemaking is introduced into a relationship, um, it brings women's interest back, and it also is deeply satisfying for men as well that was my next so question so. yeah <laughs> all right okay so so tell me more about this bonding based lovemaking 
I want details. So the bonding base. Yeah. <laughs> how, gra- how graphic do you want me to be? How old, how old are your mm-hmm. listeners? <laughs> oh, we're, we're good. We're good. We, we've got okay. freedom. <laughs> no, no FCC. We're good. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing about bonding-based lovemaking, it is like um, it is like feeding your body or feeding your soul or consuming food. So it it really works the best if you do it every day. And so that that's how I sell oh, it to yeah. the guys. It's like it's a way of lovemaking that you ideally do it in the morning and the evenings and sometimes in between. And then the next question is like, well, how do you, you know, the guys all go like, well, how do you have the energy for that? It's like, well... It's a way of making love that doesn't, where you don't deplete yourself, where you actually learn to regenerate your energy, and therefore, it always feels good, it always feels invigorating, it always feels rejuvenating. You actually do feel healthier, you do get younger, and you do feel way more connected and in sync as as side benefits. So, so part of it is like doing it regularly as a practice. It is a practice. You connect in the morning and the evening, ideally, and then several times in between if you like and it's a way of lovemaking where it is it the you you learn to train yourself away from the genital stimulation or genital satisfaction to having that be part of it but also okay. using your entire body and and learning to sensitize your entire body to each other so that kissing and just being with each other and just laying with each other, connect, you know, physically connected. So, you know, penis can be in the vagina or there can be movement. There is movement. It's just no wild thrusting or wild doing anything. It's much more gentler and much more about learning to circulate energy with each other than the physical genital stimulation. And it takes a little while to learn and, and practice, but not that long. It's just, it's, you're just learning to use what God gave you in a little different way. And okay. it is surpri- mm-hmm. it's surprisingly very deeply satisfying. And, um, yeah, just it, it's what we're all looking for. In my opinion, it's what we're all really looking for, and we just didn't know that that's what it was. Sounds much more. Go ahead. Sounds much more intimate and much more connected. Yes. Yep. It's the connection that feel that that's part of the good feeling feeling. So it's emotionally super satisfying. It is physically also super satisfying, but it's also emotionally. It's both. You know. It's oftentimes when I talk to couples, the women are just not into it anymore because it's just emotionally that the emotional connection isn't there, and then uh, it's just. You know, it's just like, you know, it, does, it doesn't give anything to them. And for the guys, they want the physical connection because they feel like that's how they can emotionally connect. And so since, you know, the woman needs the emotional connection before she can physically connect, and the guy needs the physical connection so he can emotionally connect, they're like stuck. <laughs> they, you right. know, and so this is, this is the thing that bridges the gap where both get... The guy gets the physical connection, the woman gets the emotional connection, and all of a sudden she loves the physical connection and he starts feeling the emotional connection and it's and it just feels amazing all around. Right, right. Well, and there's some people <clears throat> that I've talked to and worked with too that over the years have developed a... How do I say this nicely? Um... <laughs> have developed kind of a performance feel about yeah. their, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know what I mean, 
Okay. Yeah, very much it, so. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the only way that I can think to describe it. This would yeah. be a really good thing for them to do, wouldn't it? Yes, it to get totally takes the performance out of. Yeah, it takes it totally exactly. out. And oftentimes, that's what you know. That's what causes the ED is like the performance anxiety, and so this yeah, totally takes. Yeah, this totally takes performance off the table, and it's really based on um, just lovingly connecting with each other, giving each to each other, and receiving from each other equally. Right. That's kind of what makes it that's work. Ex- that was exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. Interesting. Hmm, fascinating. Interesting. All right. I got several people in mind that I I can think of that would be beneficial right now. All right. Um. Okay. How can how can people learn more about that? Because I like I said I I know some people that would really benefit from that. I yeah, so I do have a I do have a I do I do have a YouTube channel, so that's a really good way, you know, oh, where people yeah, yeah, where people can just Will learn. You? Where it's very non confrontational. It's just my name, Carolyn Hauser. So okay, YouTube that's, that's Carolyn easy. Hauser. Yeah, and that's Carolyn. And then I do have, I, yeah, it's Carolyn without an E C A R O L I N, and then Hauser is H A U S E R. And my website is the same. It's carolynhauser.com. I do have a lot of free resources on my website. And then if people do want to talk to me, you can connect with me through my website also and through YouTube and Facebook. Um, awesome. Yeah, and then I'll be on the show page. I will make sure that's all there. Yeah. All right. That is, I, was, I kept looking at that going, what in the world is she talking about? So that, that's <laughs> fascinating. <clears throat> Interesting, interesting. Well, and and I've talked to to some people about outer course, you know, that and and um, when I was going through my cancer treatment, there were quite a few people that I was talking to as they were going through chemo, and especially people that were going through um, internal uh, radiation because obviously mm-hmm. that that causes some issues. Um, and then I'm also in a um, uh, aortic dissection support group, and there's a lot of people that are very concerned about having um, yeah uh, wild sex, sex after any having kind any kind of well, yeah. especially after having any kind of a heart open heart surgery. Yes, you know having yep. having uh, sex after that, you get a little concerned, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is perfect for that. Well, heart doctors don't like talking about sex for some reason. So. Yeah. Well, because they don't have a solution, you know. They don't. They don't have yeah. a solution. They're like, well, what do I tell you? Don't do it anymore. Like, no. There's a way well, that you can do it, and you can do it a lot. And just do it very gently. Like the bonding-based lovemaking does not elevate your heart rate at all. It's the opposite. It lowers it, and through the relaxation, you become become almost euphoric. Actually, it's the it's the opposite you know what's of what funny? we normally do. I finally, I finally found a heart doctor that came on with me, and we did a show together, and talking about uh-huh. women's heart health and all that. So, uh, but it took me quite a while to find somebody willing to come on with me. But well, you know what she told me is, is, as long as you are up to doing your normal housework and your house cleaning and that yeah. kind of stuff, you're, you're fine. You're okay. Yeah. She said, "Don't don't be swinging from the chandeliers or anything, but you're you're okay." Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. but yeah, she was she was great. But it it took me quite a while to find somebody. My doctor said, "No, I'm not coming on with you." <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, "Okay, but you just be available, you know, for surgery next time I need you, and we're we're good." So. <laughs> okay, so now, what did we did we cover fully? What dopamine and oxycotton does for the brain, or do we need to do we need to cover that more? I can go into it a little bit more. So it's yeah, in the brain we have, we have di- we have different neurochemicals that motivate us, or you know that 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 do things to us, and and they also <laughs> regulate how we feel and how our outlook is on life. So they are they're pretty important chemicals, so to speak. If they're if they're unregulated. We don't feel so happy generally, and so <laughs> the 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 our our ups and downs oftentimes have to do with dopamine spikes in the brain and dopamine lows. Uh, dopamine makes us feel kind of make us feel like on top of the world one one minute, and then the next minute because it is mm-hmm. such a potent um, brain chemical, um, and because it kind of creates a high in the brain. What goes up has to come down. We feel just as low right. as we felt high, right? So there's a lot of roller coastering when your brain is addicted to dopamine, and there's many things that cause dopamine addiction, including like porn addiction or other things. Any any kind of addiction actually has to do with um, those dopamine um, highs and lows, uh, which really make it so that we become very irritable, instable, unhappy, grouchy. Just like ah, people, and so it's not ne- it's not necessarily something that we want to subject our brain to. And if you know, if we knew better, probably we all would we would do it differently. Um, so the the oxytocin, on the other hand, is really a brain chemical that also makes us feel high, but it makes us not feel high in like a super euphoric boom kind of way. It makes us feel content and just happy and stable, right? And so ideally. We want to find ways to have more oxytocin in our blood than dopamine, just because you know when you, when you say you have honeymoon feelings or you have the rose-colored glasses on, that is actually describing you having lots of oxytocin in your body or in your in your blood flow, right? And so if we could just find ways to have that ongoingly, we'd all be we'd all be golden. <laughs> But we we just don't have the edu- we don't have the education. You know? I mean, I didn't. I know I didn't. I had to go through a lot of um, volatile relationships to stumble upon this research and this information, and then try it out and, and see for myself to 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 be convinced and and find this. You know? All right. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> the things that we we learn in this in this field. It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, how how do we feel more secure in our intimate relationships? Because you know it's amazing the people that don't feel secure in in their relationships. Yes. Carl, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, part of it has to do with healing, healing our 
the you know when we were babies how well we actually how well we felt like we were connected to our mother or how well our mother was connected to us it's called our attachment style and there's ways to heal them so that you can feel actually more internally um, attached to yourself or secure and then when you're in a relationship um, practicing bonding behaviors just like what we would do with the babies you know we we hold them we look in their eyes we smile at them we we dote on them we cuddle them we hug them we hold them all those things they're extremely good for us as adults we just don't do them you know when generally i think i saw a study uh in the united states uh the average adult person gets maybe i don't know if it was per month or per week like two minutes of physical um, contact. Oh wow! You know, yeah, it was like it was like incredibly low amount of physical contact. And generally, as an adult, we only get physical contact when it's connected to having sex. Like we we mostly don't get hugs or kisses or anything unless it's connected to like somebody wanting sex from us or we us wanting to have sex or both wanting to have sex or always connected to that. It's very rare that we just experience, you know, affection, physical, I mean, there's couples that figure this out and they are really affectionate, but you guys are not the norm. You know, if you're that couple, you're not the norm. The norm is couples where they don't talk, they don't hold hands, they don't kiss, they don't do those things. So, and if you are a couple where this is difficult, you know, like don't overwhelm yourself, but just start by maybe holding hands, start by like, Sleeping with less clothes on where you can have skin-to-skin contact, like start implementing some of these things and you'll be surprised how it affects your mood and your communication and um, your feelings toward each other. Wow. Wow. That's just sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I I hope that was not a month. That, wow. Mm. It, it might have been outside of, you know, sex, sexual connection, um, how much um, physical contact an adult man gets generally, aside when yeah. not connected to having sex. Yeah. yeah. Still, wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. So what attachment styles are there what's the easiest way to tackle that there's three and we all have a mix Mm -hmm. out of them the the ideal is as a baby your mom was attentive you felt taken care of you had an experience of mattering you had an experience of like your needs mostly being met and if they weren't met you could kind of figure out why it was was making logical sense to you you could figure things out you felt like you were in control of things and your life made sense. When that happened, as when you were a baby, your brain was relaxed, you were relaxed, your brain developed really well, and you grew up fairly securely attached to yourself because you felt like you, you, know, you were safe in this world and you could get your needs met and it was easy. Um, science says that 50% of us, that's predominantly how we grew up. I don't know if that number is correct. It seems high to me, but who knows? The other 50% we grew up with um, parents were they were either not emotionally available or they were physically not available for whatever reason or in abusive situations, neglectful situations. And um, we either became very anxious 
because we didn't know what was going on and we constantly had to like observe the environment and be on guard and be on high alert to like make sure that they're not leaving or you know make sure that people stayed around or paid attention to you that would then develop the anxious attachment style or we were severely neglected and just left to our own and it became so painful that um, instead of seeking or looking for someone to attach or have help from from the outside, we would just attach to a part of ourselves. We would just become totally or as much as possible self-reliant. And that's called the avoidant attachment style. And so in intimate relationships, the anxious one um, wants to have a secure person is good with a um, good amount of closeness and a good amount of space. Anxious ones, they're not so good with space. They they always want more connection and they're always afraid that they're going to lose the connection. Um, when somebody who has a secure attachment style is with somebody who's anxious, they can have compassion and reassure the anxious one and help the anxious heal and become safely attached to them. When an avoidant and an anxious one comes together, that's that's when all hell breaks loose because the avoidant one wants connection consciously but never had it. So when it, when they get it, um, they push it away. And then it becomes, for the anxious person, it seems like, oh, finally I found this person who wants all this connection and they're loving the connection and we're on the same page. Both finally somebody who wants to connect as much as I want. And then, lo and behold, it becomes too much for the avoidant and the avoidant pushes the anxious one away and it's incredibly painful. And um, so that's where a lot of relationship trouble and problems come from. But the beautiful thing is, like, these things, they are not set in stone and they can be healed. And the two ways that I found that they can be healed is through the family constellations and then through the couple really learning these bonding behaviors and practicing bonding-based lovemaking because basically they can give each other what they didn't get as babies. I know it sounds a little, you know, funny, but ultimately that's, you know, that's where it all comes from. <laughs> like, when we can right. get what we didn't get as babies, then we're happy and secure, feel secure mm-hmm. with each other. That's true. That is true. Well, that's the thing for people to realize that, that just because something happened when they were younger doesn't mean it can't be fixed. You know, you're not stuck with that problem forever. You need to identify it and then fix it. You just got to have the yeah. desire to fix it. So... <clears throat> it's like it's like people saying, "Well, I came from blah 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 blah, you know, or or my family is blah 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 blah," and then that's the excuse. It's like, no, that just means you've identified the problem. Now, now it can be fixed. Yeah. All right. So, what are some practical tips for couples that want to bring the intimacy back and want to make things better? Um, one thing they can start doing right now is to start giving each other hugs and instead of just hugging for like a second or a few seconds, to really um, <laughs> hug each other for for 20 seconds. And it might be uncomfortable in the beginning, but like really allow yourself to sink into each other and relax into each other and breathe breathe with each other. Feel all the awkward feelings. They're not going to last. You're gonna, your brain is going to start loving it and just start doing that a few times every day. Like a simple practice like that, if you really do it, if you stick to it, can create really um, 
surprising results as a starting point. 20 seconds is not that long. Oh, I can't feel like an eternity when you're like really avoiding, you know, but but just hang in there and breathe and allow yourself to feel the awkwardness and don't expect, you know, don't expect too much from you, from yourself at first and just be okay with whatever it is. Yeah. That's it. See, now remember back to the days when you used to enjoy doing that for much longer than 20 seconds. Exactly. When you were a teenager and you couldn't get enough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and your parents fussed because you wouldn't get your hands off each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, are you still alive? You've been in there for four hours. What are you guys doing in there? It's so quiet. <laughs> day after day after day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it's so funny, but it's so true. <laughs> we, yeah, and we can have it again. That's the, you know, that's really the message that I want to come with. Even if you've been together for a while, and you know, you like you have, you don't see how this could come back. It can come back, and it really comes through like your body and activating these neurochemicals through doing these bonding behaviors. Yeah. It doesn't have to be too long, you know. Two years and years of therapy and doing weird things in the bedroom. That's that's where you know that's what people think they have to do, and that's not the answer. Actually, I think you say that somewhere on your website. If I if I remember right, mm-hmm. I spotted that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's so funny. Oh, but it. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's funny. Oh, but um. Now, what what if people aren't, okay, what if one partner wants to do this and they want to approach the other partner? What are, what are some tips to kind of get the conversation started? I recommend really getting the book that, that, that um, kind of got me on this, which is called Cupid's Poison Arrow. It was written by Marnia Robinson. It's the book on bonding-based lovemaking. It's it's really she spent 16 years researching, compiling it, practicing it, sharing her experiences, and it's just an amazing book. And so I always tell people, get the book, read it together, and let's 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 do the expert do the talking. You know, she is Marnia is the expert um, researcher in this field. She doesn't teach. You know, so that's where I come in more. But um, yeah. Okay, and what was it called? Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that came up when I was looking at something earlier. Could have been mm-hmm. your book, actually. Yeah. yeah, or when you look up bonding-based lovemaking, it might come up. Okay. And, and I think I was actually commenting on the title. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Like I, said, I like I like that title. That's cute. All right. Hmm. So, how if if people don't really, I don't think I asked you this, don't really feel secure in their their intimate relationship. What what can they do to? help feel more secure because some people just don't feel secure they just don't feel 
like they for various talk. reasons. Some sometimes yeah. it can it can be all in their head, but sometimes they just don't feel mm-hmm. secure. Because you know how over yeah. over years you kind of feel taken for granted or whatever. Yeah. How can how can yeah. we improve that? So through the bonding behaviors, the, the the security comes from a deep bond and bonding deeply. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. In my experience, it doesn't come so much from talking with each other and understanding each other. It really comes from doing these bonding behaviors with each other. That's where the stability mm-hmm. and the security and the feeling of safety and security will ultimately come from. Okay. All right. Like I said, I, I knew when I saw that bonding-based lovemaking, I'm like, that just sounds interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Occasionally, I'll I'll say that when I'm looking over stuff, and then we get on the show, and the person tells me, and I'm like, that wasn't as fun as it sounded. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, but see, it, that lived up to what I thought. So this is good. This is good. good. Okay. Good. Yeah. I hope you get the book, and you know. Right. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. All right, so how can people find out more about you? The best way is really to go to my website, carolynhauser.com, and then on Facebook, also Carolyn Hauser, and I'm always, I, always, I always respond to messages on Facebook, so that's really the best way to connect. And, of course, they can see you on, on YouTube. So Yes, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> You see her live and in person. All right. All right. Very good. All right. And um, tell us a little bit about your book. I didn't get a chance to ask you about that. Yeah. So the book really came out of my own journey and wanting to find a way to um, not feel broken anymore. And I guess the, the main message of the book really is that if you are a survivor of childhood sexual trauma or any kind of trauma actually um, it doesn't have to be a stigma that you live with all your life there's actually ways to integrate it and um, move forward and and get to a place where you actually do enjoy your life and can be free and the book is a it's, it's structured in a seven seven week course so you can take yourself through it's a self-study book um, yeah it's self-paced awesome. so, yeah it comes with workbooks and all kinds of stuff Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Very good. See? Mm-hmm. Self-paced is good. That way you can kind of work through in your own time frame, and, and sometimes you need to go back, and, you know, so this is this is good. If you're anything like that, you need to kind of, you need to go through on your own time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that kind of thing is not a one-size-fits-all. People have to do it on their, their time that they need, so... Yeah. Very good idea. Very personal. It's a very personal journey. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got one of those I want to write. I haven't 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 gotten to that book yet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I wrote an abbreviated one. I got to write the the new expanded now that many more things have happened. So, but yeah, it'll get written. Not sure when, but it it will be. Too many other things I had to write first. So, yeah. <laughs> It will get done. It will. All right. Well, very good. And I appreciate you being here with me today. And Thank you so if, much if for having me. Yeah. If there's another topic we need to talk about, just let me know, and we will we will get you lined up. 
so we can take care of that. And see, I got I got through science class. Woohoo! <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be happy to be back. All right. Well, like I said, think of, think of something something that yeah. that doesn't include a lot of science that's that's complicated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh-huh. We will we will do that. And um, the show page will be lovecoachjourney.com. Let's make that slash bonding. I like that. And the replay of today's show will be there, along with information about how you can uh, reach Carolyn, information about her book. And do you mind if I put the name of the other book that you mentioned for us? No, that's perfect. Okay. That way I know Mm -hmm. that they they will be able to find that easily. And um, it'll also be on all the information that goes out to the podcast directories, too. So people listening to it there can find it. And um, that'll all go out. It actually the the replay will also post right after um, we go off on Thursday night. And I uh, invite you to share the link with your friends that missed the show so they can listen to it. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio. Mm-hmm.